Thank you for listening in to this week's sermon from Restoration Church Bryan. To learn more about Restoration, you can find us online at restorationbryan.com. We are so grateful for all those who are able to listen online, and we pray the message encourages you and challenges you as you draw closer to Jesus. If you are not already connected to a local church, we would love to invite you to join us for worship. If you are listening from another city, we pray that this message is a great supplement to your walk with Christ, and our hope is that you would have a gospel-centered local church that you call home. Thanks again for listening. Well, happy Mother's Day. On this Sunday, we honor our mothers, and today I want to start by honoring uh, my mom, Janet Brooks. There, there's no doubt in my mind that, that God uniquely raised up Janet Brooks and, and set her apart uh, to be the mother of, of Jonathan Brooks. She survived the 80s uh, homeschool years. Let's just say I was an energetic child. Uh, she survived the, the 90s teenage years and uh, the Jerbo jeans uh, with the, the Tommy Hilfiger plaid shirts uh, and obscene amounts of, of cool water cologne at all times. Uh, and she even survived, survived my first two years of college with, with, uh, with dyed blonde hair uh, and an earring. Uh, as well as my brief career at Ryan's Steakhouse between semesters. So uh, happy, happy Mother's Day to my mom. Uh, in, in this PC culture, uh, it's, it's getting increasingly harder to celebrate and, and to honor our mothers. Uh, and, and I've even seen where churches sort of, uh, they, they, they just blur Mother's Day into this celebration uh, of women because they, they look around and, and, and you look around the church and the reality is there, there, there are women who have been unable to have children due to fertility and, and other issues. Other, other women uh, may choose not not to have children, uh, and still others have have remained single, and 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 and, and I get that, uh, but I think uh, it's okay to recognize those women's uh, th- those women their reality um, while also recognizing uh, the women who have stepped into this this beautiful and impossible role of motherhood. As you read through the Bible, church family, uh, it, it becomes obvious that, that God, is, as creator God, is a God of design. He's a God of, of order, a God of consecration, and a God of care. And when he wants something done, he, he raises up and he sets apart people. And so, so God knew that when it came to representing his image, that, that women were uniquely designed and, and gifted uh, to provide children with a certain uh, nurture and care that only they could give as women. And so fathers have their unique role and moms have another, but both are set apart by God. God is 
is a God of consecration and a God of care. And in setting people apart, even in setting apart the church, we get a, a glimpse of God's sort of downline rule and authority. We, we see his orderliness and his design, but we also get a, a glimpse of a relational God who deeply cares for us. And so this morning, I, I, our, our text is, is one verse, and it's from Psalms chapter 4. It's a psalm of King David, and it's Psalm 4, verse 3, and it says this. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Let me read that one more time. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Just one, one verse. And again, the context is, is this is King, this is a psalm of King David. It's a lament psalm. But this this morning I, I, I want to talk, I want to talk about uh, two things. I want to talk about God being a God of consecration. And in a moment, I want to talk about God also being a God of care. And in this idea, the, the word to consecrate in, in, in the Hebrew, uh, it's this idea of to 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 be distinct, to be marked out, to be separated and to be distinguished see David King David was was long before he was king he was the seventh born son of Jesse uh, he was he was hanging out in in the fields watching the sheep when God called him to be king and so David of all people David understood uh, the importance of God's consecrating and setting apart uh, certain people for for uh, roles and and responsibilities and and tasks and so so much so that even when David had the opportunity to execute revenge on King Saul, he told his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing on my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing that he is the Lord's anointed. And so, so even church family, even when King Saul was acting the, just a complete, absolute fool, David, uh, he was merciful and gracious to the one that he would soon replace. And, and, and so, if you look back to verse 1 in Psalm chapter 4, one, one thing is clear. David's, he had a unique perspective. His, his perspective was that his calling and his, his consecration was certainly, most certainly not the result of, of his own doing. It was not the result of his, his own righteousness or merit or anything, anything that he had done. Uh, he cries out in verse 1 to the, the God of my righteousness. The God of my righteousness. Thomas Constable says this, David was godly because he was the object of God's election for a special purpose. 
Constable says his godliness was a result of God's calling, not the reason for it. It was the result of God's calling, but it was not the reason for it. And so is David in Psalm chapter four, as he cries out for more and more grace, what becomes apparent is that he he's in he's in a situation where he's overwhelmed by his circumstances. Verse two reveals that that he was being dishonored and slandered. And it's hard to it's hard to know and it's hard to say with certainty uh, what the exact circumstances were that the king was facing. But it's it's not a stretch to say uh, that though David was set apart by God, it did not exempt him from suffering and it didn't exempt him from trials. And it was from it was from this place that David cries out to God. And so what, what, is, what does this mean for us? What, what, is it, what does it mean, uh, this, this idea of consecration? What, what, is, what does it mean for the tired mama who's worn down from the seemingly endless rhythms and, and routines? What, is it, what does it mean for the, the husband who is very imperfectly trying to, to lead his, his family uh, as, he, as he battles against inconsistency? What does it mean for the college student who's, who's struggling to find their place in this world who's who's struggling to hear the voice of God what does it mean for every Christian who who believes Ephesians 1 that that before the foundation of the world that God man God called me and God he has set me apart in Christ in Ephesians 2 10 that that God has saved me by grace through faith but but 2.10 reminds us that, that he, there are these works that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, that works for us to accomplish for the glory of God. See, the text tells us, here, here's the key, church family, the text tells us in Psalm 4.3, know, know that the Lord has set apart the godly. If you, if you have trusted in Jesus, hear me, have confidence in God's calling on your life and know this it's it's not about you (laughs) it never was it's about the God who calls it's about the God who sets apart Charles Simeon many years ago he he talked about he 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 reminds us that that God's regard for us uh, does not commence after we become godly. Rather, our godliness is the fruit and not the cause of his love. He loved us, church, and he set his his heart upon us from eternity. He is he is a God of consecration. But the second thing I want to say this morning is he's also a God of care. The the second half of verse 3 says that the Lord hears when I call to him. 
David, David knew the significance and, and scope of, of consecration, but he also understood the intricate relationship between consecration and care. He knew that God was a God who cared, a God who, who listened to David when he cried out. And he knew that, that God had also called David to reflect that same care uh, in his kingship and in his his rule. And so, see, here, here's the thing. King Saul was consecrated. He, King Saul was set apart, but he was a terrible king. <laughs> Saul, Saul was a terrible leader. He was a terrible shepherd. He was not a king who, who, who cared. His, his relationships with those who were closest to him, man, it, they, they, they were strained to the breaking point, even with his relationship with his son, Jonathan. And, and though, though David better, uh, I, I would say, better reflected the, the heart and the care of God later in life, even King David would fall short in his relationships and even in his relationships with his family. And it's, it's, I thought about this. It's funny how our culture uh, handles this, this concept of care. See, when it... Um, when it comes to motherhood uh, and, and, and the media and, and the blogs and, and, and the culture, for so, for so long, they've, they've pushed mothers towards this idealized version, uh, this idealized sort of perfect picture of what a mother is supposed to be or what a mother is supposed to do or, or what they're supposed to look like. But now it's like the pendulum has like swung the other way. And now you've got you've got the humorous videos and you've got the mom blogs and you've got the memes that that almost celebrate uh, and, and brag on how you can be real and you can be authentic about like how bad a mom you are or how bad a parent you are. Like, you know, check me out, man. I'm on my second glass of wine at 11 a.m. Or, hey, look at me. I, man, I, I'm bribing my kids or yelling at my kids or cussing them. But, hey, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> but, I, but I think all of this sort of underscores an important truth. Moms are set apart to an impossible role. They, like there is no way possible they can adequately care for their for their children uh, in a way that meets their their child's every need. And, and so so they they feel the weight of being set apart for a job and for a role, but but unable to perfectly care for their kids all the time. But here's where moms can find rest. Ready? There could only be one. There could only be one who perfectly married the consecration and care of God. His name is Jesus. And you're not, you're not him. So, so work hard. Work hard in your role to the glory of God. And, and when you fail, and, and you will, um, point your kid to Jesus. Point your kid to Jesus who will never let him down. Point your, your sons and your daughters to the perfect shepherd and the perfect caretaker of their souls. And, and, and here's, here's 
So here's the application. Here's something to chew on. See, set apart denotes calling. And, and there's, a, there's a bit uh, of a play on words. See, when it says know that the Lord is set apart, um, it's know that the Lord has, has called you out. And, and then the, the last part of verse 3 says, the, the second part of verse 3 says, the Lord hears when I call him. And so if here's the idea. If God has called you, you can, you can rest assured that he hears when you call him back. And he is he is a God of consecration, but he's also a God of care. So so what is what does this mean to the Christ follower? It, it means this. It means whatever God has called you to do, whatever he's called you to accomplish or or to achieve, he wants you to reflect his care. He wants you to reflect his care. He wants you, listen, um, to, to reflect his gracious character. This, this goes for the mom. This goes for the dad. This goes for the student, for, for the business owner, for the teacher, for the engineer, for the missionary, and everyone else in between. When, when you, and when you reflect his care well, man, you're pointing others to Jesus who empowers you. And when you fail, uh, and, and we all will at reflecting his care, man, you still point others to Jesus who loves you and forgives. And straight up, this, this is church family. This is where so many churches and Christians fail today. Many of us, and we, we know we're set apart we, we know we've been consecrated for the purposes of God. So, so we put our heads down and, and we seek to operate uh, in that calling and in that consecration. But we, we neglect to give evidence of the care of God. And we, we wonder why so many unbelieving folks don't want to have anything to do with the church. See, it's okay to have strong convictions. Like, it's obviously okay to, to stand on the Word of God. It's okay to let others know like, who you are in Christ. But, but if we don't care well for others, man, we're the noisy gong. We're the clanging symbol of 1 Corinthians 13. And devoid of love, man, we're just consecrated jerks. Devoid of love, we're just consecrated jerks, which really is an oxymoron because to be set apart in Jesus means that your life should look like his. I'll close with this. The only people who don't feel the weight of, of daily, of, of falling short of, of consecration and consecration and care are the self-righteous. Let me say that again. The only people who don't feel the weight of falling short in consecration and care are the self-righteous. If, if you're here now and in you right now, you feel that, that weight. You know this. It is the grace, the, the grace that you have in Christ is sufficient to cover the shortage. This week, Luke 
my son, our eldest, he, he conned me into yet uh, a, another trip to Target to purchase yet a, a, another uh, box of Pokemon cards. Uh, this time, Luke actually had the funds for the purchase. But there, listen, there have been plenty of times, church family, where our boys have rolled up to that cash register and they've reached into their pockets to pull out their wads of ones and fives only to fall short of what was needed. Here's the thing. I'm their father. And those four boys, that, those, are, those are my boys. Those are my sons. And dad will gladly, gladly supply the shortage. Church, we are, we are called to reflect God. To reflect God in, in consecration and in, in care. But remember, when you fall short, and we all will, and we all do, it's, it's a reminder of our need for Jesus. It's, it's a reminder of the, the Father's provision for you in Christ. It's a reminder of the cross. It's, it's a reminder that Jesus covers every shortage that you ever had. J.I. Packer says this, I am graven on the palms of his hands. I am never out of his mind. All my knowledge of him depends on his sustained initiative in knowing me. I know him because he first knew me and continues to know me. He knows me as a friend. One who loves me and there is no moment when his eye is off of me. Or his attention distracted from me. And no moment, and listen to this, no moment therefore when his care falters. There is no moment therefore when the care of God falters. So this morning let's praise God. Let's praise God that he is a God of setting apart. He is a God of consecration. And he is a God of care. Y'all pray with me this morning, church family. Jesus, we praise you and we thank you. Jesus, that you uh, were perfectly, perfectly set apart. You were perfectly consecrated. You, you, you were perfect. You were the embodiment of perfect righteousness. Perfect obedience and only you could be the perfect atonement for our sin. But Jesus, you are also perfectly caring and perfectly loving. So, so much so that, that you laid down your rights and you willingly went to the cross on our behalf. And we praise you for that. We praise you that your love was demonstrated on the cross. And this morning, we collectively just want to say we, we receive that. We receive the cross. We receive your, your consecration. We receive your care. And ultimately, we 
receive the power, the resurrection power that enables us to emulate and to follow in your footsteps in that consecration and care. Jesus, we trust you. And we pray that you would be glorified in our lives. We pray this in your mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Amen.